Have you ever felt like you need to convince people to buy from you? Or like you have to prove yourself or your value on a sales call? This is something that comes up often when my clients first start working with me. And I found that shifting it can be an absolute game changer for closing more sales and making more money. So today we're diving into the mindset shift that is going to relieve the pressure you're putting on yourself and help you to show up in a way that has people excited to work with you. And spoiler alert, it isn't by saying the perfect thing or applying the right strategy. This is 100% mindset, and it is going to shift things for you and your business in a big way, empowering you to create the financial overflow you desire. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Naomi Powell. Naomi is a business and mindset coach, sought-after speaker, and host of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. She is on a mission to support heart-centered coaches and consultants to break out of the feast of famine cycle and step into financial overflow, doing meaningful work they love. Naomi, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have this conversation. Yes, I am just so excited. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah, so I am the founder of the Lifestyle Edit, and really my mission is to support as many coaches, experts, and consultants to get their work into the hands of more people because the clients that I'm working with are mission-driven entrepreneurs, they're heart-centered entrepreneurs. They know that they're doing incredible work, but there's some strategic and mindset stuff that's getting in the way of them getting their work into the hands of more people. But even on top of that, I'm really turned on and just so passionate about supporting them and getting more people into their offers, but also supporting them to step into financial overflow in doing so. So when I say financial overflow, I mean that they get to earn all of the money, they get to spend all of the money, and they get to save all of the money in a way that really transforms their financial legacy and their financial tree. So a lot of my work is giving them all of the tools that they need to scale their business with intention, to rise to the level of their desires, to overcome the limiting beliefs about what's available to them, what's possible for them, the cost of really going for their dreams. So many of us have been bought into this whole idea that you have to hustle and grind in order to hit some of those big kind of business milestones. So I'm really about changing that. And, you know, I think it's important to share that it's mind boggling to me that 75% of female entrepreneurs are generating less than 50,000 a year in gross revenue, the majority of which generate less than 30,000 a year only 12% hit six figures. 
So the whole reason why my business exists is to change that because we know that when female entrepreneurs break six figures, they're not only able to invest in systems and teams to expand their impact, but they're also able to take home a consistent salary that provides security and peace of mind in their lives too. So my work is really the combination of strategy and putting the right things in the right place. So, you know, magnetic marketing, soulful sales, scalable systems, but also supporting my clients to do the mindset work, the emotional mastery so that they can create anything in their lives and their businesses that they desire. Oh, this is so incredibly juicy. And I am so excited to talk to you more about this today because I just know that this is like speaking to the hearts of so many people who are listening to this podcast because I feel like this desire is in the hearts of so many entrepreneurs. And I think that part of what comes up for me as you were talking is I don't think I realized that the statistics looked exactly like what you said. Like that is some (laughs) interesting data that you just put out there. And I think that, you know, what you mentioned about the statistics, I think can be really helpful because I think to a certain extent, it normalizes where you may be now, right? I think a lot of times the thing that can keep us from moving forward and going after the thing that we actually want is feeling shame about what the circumstances look like in the current moment. So that can feel just so far away for so many people. But if we can say, hey, you know what? There's no shame around where you're at now. It looks like what it looks like And actually, that's very similar for a lot of people out there. I think that that can really release a lot of like the emotion that make it more difficult to take those next steps and move closer to those goals. So I think that there's something just so incredibly permission giving about that, because even if it feels very far away now, there's so much evidence out there that hey, that might be the situation you're in now, but there's so much evidence of what's possible for you. And I just, I love that so much. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. And I I think it's important for us to have these candid conversations. And I know that money is a very triggering topic for us, but I'm a firm believer that our triggers are the areas that we need the most growth and the most healing. It's a beautiful invitation because I think in the online marketing space, we hear these numbers kind of thrown out there, like six six figure business, six figures to six figures. And there's no context behind that number. And Mm. when you start to think of, you know, 75% of female entrepreneurs generating less than 50,000 a year, that is in gross revenue. That's Mm -hmm. not profit. That's not what's sitting in the bank afterwards. Mm -hmm. So from that amount, you're having to pay for all of the systems, the tech, the automation, Maybe you have a VA, maybe all of the things that the costs of running your business is taken away from that 50 out of that 50,000. Then you've got taxes. So we are dealing with a lot of entrepreneurial poverty because we're so afraid to have these numbers and empower ourselves also to kind of understand that it's not just about going for revenue goals in a vacuum. What does that actually mean? And it's impossible, <laughs> I think, no matter where you live. To be running a business that has that kind of overhead, paying taxes, and being able to financially support yourself on that. So I am so 
driven to support more people to do the meaningful work that they love, but showing them that meaningful work doesn't mean not being financially compensated for the work that you're doing. And you can actually do more meaningful work by being compensated for the work that you're doing. I think that's another huge thing, right? Exactly. So many, I hear this a lot, actually, where so many people are like, well, I just want to do the work. Like the work is the most important thing. Like it almost feels like, like bad to be paid for it because it comes so easily to me, or it feels almost like uncomfortable to be paid for it because I don't actually like need that much money. Right. Like these are some of the mindset challenges that I talk to uh, with so many of my clients. And it's just that, you know, it isn't sustainable if we aren't making money doing it. Right. Because when it comes down to it, like that is what makes a business sustainable long-term is that you are able to keep working in your business. You're able to keep living the life that you desire, not just meeting your basic needs, but even beyond that. And that is what ultimately allows you to scale and grow and have more of an impact working with more people, not like playing small and like trying to convince yourself you don't need to be paid for it, you know? That's the reason why I use the word overflow a lot because it's almost as if I just need to be able to have enough to get by. And now I'm getting by. Why do I, why should I have more? And it's like, but you can be grateful for what you have right now and still desire more. It's not about greed. It's about overflow. And what we forget about is that in order for us to step into financial overflow, we have to be giving value. Mm. Overflow is just a sign of the value that we're putting out in the world. So When we are not shaming ourselves for wanting more, not making ourselves feel bad about it, not, you know, how many times do you say that you actually desire this for your revenue, but you cross it out because you've told yourself that it's greedy or it's not available to someone like you. Mm. In order for you to hit that expansive revenue goal, you have to give more value to the market. It's an equal exchange. And that's why I'm always encouraging my clients to look at how do you feel when you spend money? How do you feel when you, about earning money? How do you feel about um, saving money? Like what, what's going on there? And, you know, a block in one area has an effect on all of the others. And mm-hmm. that's why doing the own inner work about what we're making all of these things mean and really going, getting curious when these things come up is so important for us to be able to go out there and powerfully sell. Because so often the areas that we need to grow with with our own money mindset, we project onto our ideal clients. And that can be what really stagnates our ability to scale our sales. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this so much because you're right. It's so connected, right? I see that all the time. And I know that I've definitely experienced that in my own business as well. It's just that like those money mindset challenges that we hold, it's so easy to project that onto ideal clients. I mean, it really starts with your own like healing of money mindset. And that makes it so much easier to allow that money to come in, in your business, because you're just not holding the same mindset challenges that you were. And that, that comes across like every potential client conversation, all of the content you write, like 
all of that is is impacted more than I think we even realize by our own mindset, right? So I think that that's just like such an incredible connection that you just made there because it really does start with us, right? It starts with doing that inner work and healing that money mindset before we can... I'm not saying like stop selling to your clients. I'm just saying that like when we do the personal work first, it just makes the sales come with that much more ease. 100%. And it's something that I've been calling conscious embodied leadership. In order for our clients to be led to invest in what we have to offer, we have to show up as the leaders ourselves. So what does that look like? So it could be that you have created a new package, you've got all of the pricing, but you are so stressed out about it. You're second guessing yourself. You're looking at what your colleagues in the industry are charging and how much access and what their packages include to warrant that price, right? So Mm -hmm. you're in the middle of of a launch, but you're second guessing yourself. So in that moment, you are not being able to emotionally lead yourself through the mental drama that's coming up about your new pricing, your new offering, If that's the energy that we're putting out when we're selling, how on earth do we expect our potential ideal clients to lead themselves to us and our service when we can't even lead ourselves in that Mm. moment? Mm -hmm. It starts Mm -hmm. with us. And that is where the, of course, we can't imagine somebody taking that step and leading themselves because we are not embodying it ourselves. Our clients are a mirror of what's going on with us. So when we really start to own that and clean up that energy ourselves and we're able to powerfully put it out there, we're fully behind the price, we're fully bought into the offer, then our ideal clients buy into our confidence. Because we are powerfully showing up in our lives, in our businesses, people want to be led by us, but it starts with that self-leadership first. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I love this so much. If you're struggling to close the sales you want, then there's a good chance you haven't found a way to sell that actually feels good to you. And this has everything to do with your mindset. It's also what I'm incredible at helping you shift so you can start closing sales with more ease than ever before. Seriously, helping you shift your mindset around sales is one of my absolute favorite things, and I'd love to support you in exactly that on my free 30-minute Sincere Sales Coaching Call. Together, we'll do a deep dive on the underlying belief that's making it feel so difficult to sell and how to shift it so you can sell with ease and alignment. I only do a few of these each week, and it's basically the best free offer out there. So be sure to head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales and grab a time that works for you. So when it comes to selling and really like putting that offer out there confidently, is there any one mindset shift that's changed everything for either you or your clients? 100%. I would definitely say that it is the belief that people want to buy, right? Mm. It's, it sounds so simple, but I want to just unpack that. Let's do it. We, we think that we're fully behind this whole idea that someone wants to buy, but just reflect on the way that we show up in our content, right? How would it be if you actually showed up thinking that people wanted what you have to offer? What typically happens is that we go into our marketing from a place of it being very adversarial. We have this underlying belief that people don't want to buy. We tell ourselves that I don't have the audience. My audience aren't into investing. They just want to suck all of my free content. 
they we have all of these ideas about our ideal clients first of all why are we going to want to show up in our marketing if that's what we believe <laughs> that nobody sees the value of investing if i share about my offer people are going to be pissed off and are going to be frustrated that all i'm doing is being really salesy why are we going to want to show up <laughs> and naturally if that is the underlying belief what are we going to be sharing all of our content is going to be about convincing people all of our content is going to be about overcoming objections. And that's when we start to default into scarcity mindset tactics like fake urgency. When we're selling a one-on-one offer, we're saying the doors are closing when the doors aren't closing. But we're saying that we only have mm-hmm. X amount of spots left when actually we're nowhere near the goal. We And just the fake bonuses and the discounts and all of that kind of stuff because the underlying belief is that people don't want what you're selling, that the fact that you're actually using your marketing platforms to sell, it's frustrating and annoying to people. Mm. So if you're someone right now who is struggling with being consistent or you feel like you are showing up, but it's not yielding the results, this is a really powerful invitation for you to really reflect on, yeah, what are you, what are you thinking? What do you think about your, about your audience? The moment I decided and I declared that people are here, they're following me, they're on my email list because they've raised their hand and they've said that they're interested in what I have to offer, it completely changed the way that I market. I believe mm. that people want to buy from me. I just mm-hmm. need to show that I just need to show them to, to continually show them and continue to show up and give the, the invitation. I'm not here to manipulate people's timelines or make them jump in when they're not quite ready. I just have to show up and create content for the woman who can get behind the price, the woman who is all in, the woman who is just waiting for me to say that thing that's going to ignite them and give them the courage to take that next step. That is my job. There is just so much good stuff here. But I think that what you're saying is just so, so true. And I think that like, you know, what comes up for me is that it really does go back to what you think about what it is that you have to offer. I think like to me, that's step one, because it's just so difficult to believe that people actually want it if you don't believe that like someone would buy it from you, right? Like if you don't believe that it is worth that, if you don't believe that it's adding value to the world, if you don't believe in what it is that you're selling, it's so much harder to sell it, right? And then I think that like step two, what you were talking about there, about really truly believing that people are buyers, right? That people really truly do want to buy. I mean, I think that it's, it's just funny, but we'll like talk about like going to Target and buying a bunch of stuff we don't need, right? And it's like the same sort of mindset, right? Like we'll all like laugh and giggle and make a meme about that. But like, it's the same sort of thing where it's like, you know, it's the experience of buying it. It's the experience of being in Target and seeing that cute thing and deciding you wanted it versus like being like, oh, like, I hope that I don't find anything I like in Target today because, you know, like it's just a totally different energy, whether that's true for a store that you walk into or your online business. I think that just coming to the table, thinking that people really do want to purchase and they enjoy buying things that bring that level of experience to their life. They enjoy things that make their life better. They enjoy working with you. Like 
all of those are such important beliefs when it comes to actually showing up in your business and selling and putting out content that really communicates why it is that you believe in your offer so much. So I just love that so much. Oh, there's so there's so much goodness in that. And there's just a few things that I want to unpack for everyone with that. The first thing is that I truly believe that there is a huge shift in the paradigm of the way that we want to sell. I'm always like, how do I make this just a juicy experience for my customer and for me? And it made me really reflect on when have I made purchases that I've like loved. And when I've put my credit card, I've just been like, oh my God, I'm so excited yeah. versus like, <gasps> what am I doing? Am I, am I going to regret this? Yeah. And when I started asking myself more powerful questions like that, it really enabled me to reflect on the way that I want to be selling based on the experiences that the buying experiences that I'd really enjoyed. A lot of online marketing is about making people believe that they're doomed if they do not buy this. So hence the fake urgency, mm. right? We have to we have to create a desire for someone to buy based on being like, you're doomed if you're not going to do it. The doors are going to close. The doors are going to close. So it's just all of that, like making people buy because they feel like they're not going to be able to hit the result otherwise, or they're going to have major FOMO if they don't. It's, it's, really tapping into people's fears and anxieties. I don't like to sell like that. If you want to join one of my containers, I want you to desire to be there. You don't need me. It's that you want me. You want to be supported by me. And there is a difference. Mm. When we lean into that, it just becomes this exciting thing. And you often hear people speak about, oh, attract their buyers who are excited to buy. It's like, if you're going to make them feel so bad and like make them feel so pressured to buy, how are you going to get that? That's when you actually attract people who are not the right fit, who are so panicked about investing that they're like, this is my last ditched attempt. I hope, you know, I pray that this works. No one wants to be in that energy, but mm. we created it because our own fear made us market in that way. So reflect on that. How do you like to buy? How can you, in your content, show up in a way that makes people desire to be in your containers rather than feeling like they have to? Everyone, mm -hmm. we all like to buy, but none of us like to be sold to. So just think about when you go to a store, you love that experience of like checking out what's new, going through the aisles. But the moment somebody comes in and they're like, hey, how can I help you? It's like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're messing up my experience, right? So how are you creating an environment where people just want to browse in your shop? People just want to see what you're up to. People want to just be in your energy and they desire to buy from you rather than feeling like they're being coerced or forced or manipulated into doing so. And that's like, I was going to say exactly that. I was going to say it's an energy shift for sure, right? I think that like what you were talking about there about like people don't like to be sold to, I think people don't like to feel sold to, right? Like they don't want to feel like you're just in it for the sale. They don't want to feel like, you know, terrible that they have to like pull the trigger and make this really intense decision right this second, right? Like none of those are like really good feelings to be in. I don't think like any of us would raise our hands and be like, oh yes, please. 
So I think that it's just so important to really think about that. Like, what is the feeling that you desire for your clients? Like, what energy do you want them to be in? And I think like when we can answer that question, it becomes so much easier to deliver that kind of experience as well. I mean, I tell potential clients all the time. It's like, it's not that you can't do this without me. I just believe that support will always move you forward faster. And that's just a belief that I have in my business, but it's not like this is like, this is the end all be all, right? Like, I really believe that everyone is empowered to make the best decision for them. But I don't think that that's like necessarily this like one thing where they're doomed forever, right? And I think that's what we're saying here is like, how can we empower the potential client to make that decision in a way that actually feels good for them instead of one that feels like, it's coming from this kind of like scarcity mindset where it's going away or it's now or never, or like the the doom that you were talking about there. And I was laughing as you were saying that because it's just so true, right? Like there's so much of that. And I think that now we're really seeing, like you mentioned, we're really seeing this shift because there are so many business owners out there who are going, no, like, I don't really want to run my business that way. Right? Like, I don't really think people are doomed if it's not this one program, right? This second. And I think that with that shift, we're also like making better decisions, quite honestly, and feeling empowered to make better decisions. So I just love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And I think it's about our mindset as, as business owners is that I don't want to just work with anybody. So yes, those tactics may work. That's why a lot of marketers use them just to get sales. I'm not here just to get sales. I'm here to to support people, but I also want to be work with people that really light me up. And if someone is buying into me because they feel that they need me and it's coming from this really codependent energy, that doesn't feel good to me. So I'm always saying I want to work with the woman who is ready, who is ready to do the work, who It's not about coming to me because they need me to mother them. They're ready to be challenged. And if when we are the the coaching or the consulting begins in these early phases, if you're constantly doing the chasing and convincing people to work with you, then they weren't ready yet to do the result, to take the action. So it's forecasting what your actual relationship is going to be like when you work with them. So the example that I always give is like, Pelleton, I was asking people, What do you think of Peloton? Is it worth it? (laughs) Okay, I'm super excited to hear where you go with this because I'm getting one. (laughs) Everyone was like, it's amazing. I love it. It's great. And I still, I decided not to get one in the end. Why? Because it wasn't about, I realized it wasn't about what people were saying. People loving it was based on their readiness, right? It was worth it to them because they Mm -hmm. were willing to pull it out every day and actually use it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they were getting the trade-off. So I could have said, someone else could have said it's not worth it, but it's because they're not using it. They weren't ready to really go in on their investment. So they're saying it's a waste of time. Um, It's not worth the money, but no, it's just more of a reflection of the fact that you weren't ready to really utilize your investment yet. So how does this relate to what I was saying? When we're trying to convince someone or we're using fake urgency, we tip them over the edge to say yes when they're not yet ready. And those then become the clients who we're constantly having to chase, who we're constantly feeling like we're having to hold and again, convince them to now do the work. 
we need to raise our standards of what we expect from the people that we work we work with. It's not just because somebody has raised their hand and said yes that they are ideal client, but you have to believe that there is an abundance of people who are ready to do the work, who are really excited, who you don't have to convince, you don't have to mother, you don't have to hold, you don't have to chase in order for you to courageously be like, you may be saying yes, that you want in, but actually I don't believe it's the right fit. Mm. It's a two-way streak. It's such a, it's such an interesting thing to think about from this perspective, right? Because I think that so often we're like, we're so in it, right? I think that that's the biggest difference I see in this conversation, right? So like if you're the the business owner selling, right? Sometimes you're in such tunnel vision of like, I just need to sell this thing, right? And this is what I see with clients sometimes too, is like, it's I just need to sell this thing because then I'll feel like it's validated. Then I'll feel worthy. Then I'll feel like I've proved myself. Then I'll feel like it's possible, right? Like it's all of the emotions on the other side of whatever it is that they're trying to sell. And it really creates this, this like way of thinking where selling the thing is the most important part, right? And I think that what we're talking about in this conversation is really like, cool. So can we like (laughs) calm down long enough to really zoom out on that and think about it from a higher level perspective of like, what do you actually want in your business? Like, what do you want that to look like? Who do you want to work with? How do you want to show up? How are you attracting those people? What kind of energy are you in that is becoming a match for more of what you say you want? And I think that that just requires like a different perspective and a different mindset, right? So I think if you're listening to this and you're going like, but like, I really just need the sale. Like that's actually probably the thing that's making it harder for you to sell. (laughs) That's actually probably what's making it harder for you to believe that there are people out there who do want to pay you and who do want to be part of your energy because you're just not in that energy currently. So I think that that's just what I love so much about this conversation is like, it's not that they're not out there. It's just that like, we have to, like, it goes back to the internal work first thing. We just have to believe it before the circumstances can line up with that. 150%. And the thing is, when you're in integrity with your own work, it makes marketing and selling so simple, so simple. I, when I think of my work, I'm just like, why would you not want this? Like, for me, it's like the no-brainer thing. Like when I think of the impact that coaching has had on my life, I'm just like, why would you not? Why would you not want this? It's like it comes from such a genuine place of integrity. So I bring that into my what I bring that into my selling, right? Because I'm truly bought into that. And I think that was one of the things that you alluded to earlier that I thought was so powerful is that you have to be so behind your offer. And I think. That's the, the 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 missing piece is that we see what how other people have been marketing their offers. So, you know, if you work with me, I'm going to help you get six figures this kind of cash months. You're going to be, you know, remote lifestyle on the beach in Bali. Like, so we copy other people's promises because we see that that's been successful for them, and then we feel like a fraud the whole time because we're like we know that we haven't created those results in our ourselves and I see Mm. it with clients all the time when they're not showing up it's because they're so afraid they're going to be caught out and this Mm. is a thing that I always say to them you in this very moment are an are the ideal service provider for somebody 
you will always be in your head if you're trying to create a promise based on somebody else's results. And that's because you're not truly seeing the value in the results that you've created right now. Instead mm. of looking at everybody else, think about your idol client. Be obsessed with your idol client. What are the, some of the results that they want that you have truly embodied? How can we create offers that really speak to that? If you do want to support that person who wants to have this like freedom business, you know, nomadic lifestyle, then that could be, that's the work. Then maybe you need to get some um, coaching. Maybe you need to do some courses and things like that to, to sharpen your skills so that you can solve the types of problems that you want to. But right now in this moment, what have you embodied that you can be selling, right? That somebody mm. else is really striving to, that you probably do automatically that you don't even think is valuable, but it is. And when you do that, your marketing becomes so easy because all you need to do is show up as the embodiment of your work, as the embodiment of the thing that you're selling, right? That's what people are paying for. It's about proximity to someone who has already embodied that end result. And that's why showing up in content can be really difficult. And why I hear lots of people saying like, I don't know what to say, or, you know, this perfect formula or strategy that's going to make people buy. You attract sales by who you are, not by what you're saying. I could give you a formula and say, say this, you won't have the same results as me because you may not be in integrity with what you're selling. You need to have just knowing stuff. How many people can listen to a podcast, read a book, go to a seminar and just regurgitate what they've learned? And then they like, why am I not getting the sales? Yeah, because you haven't integrated it. You haven't embodied it. So there's always going to be that imposter syndrome in the background. So own where you are. And if you want to solve different problems, that is the work that you do behind the scenes. Hmm. I think that the other thing I would add to that too, I totally agree with everything you just said. What I would add is that I think what the tendency is for us to discount where we're at as well. So I think that that is part of the reason that people always feel like, oh, well, I need to be showing something different. I need to be showing different results. It's like, well, have you embraced the good that's in front of you now, right? Like, have you embraced the things that come easy to you? Have you embraced the things that you've created? Have you embraced the parts of your journey that you've worked through to get to where you are today, right? Like, let's start embracing more of those things instead of feeling like we should be further ahead and have different results and people want this other thing. No, like, oh, where are you at? Where are you right now? What will that do? That's exactly what I was, what I meant when I said that just because it's normal for you, you just accept that you just assume that everybody else can do it or it's insignificant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're always kind of, and it's okay to strive to solve different, you know, bigger problems and things like that. But that's why we're kind of, we can sometimes always be in limbo because we always want to be looking for the next thing. Mm. We're not actually being able to sell where we are right now. So yeah, really drill down to what are the things that you have embodied? How are you the dream service provider for people in based on the experiences and the wins and the things like that, that you've had in this moment, that's what you need to be selling. And that's what people ultimately are going to be magnetized to you. All you need to do is not be afraid to be visible and just really lean, lean into that in your marketing. Oh, so good. I have absolutely loved this conversation. If listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? 
Yeah, so if you're loving some of these themes that we've discussed today, definitely head on over to the podcast. We're just the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Um, I'm always talking about, you know, the strategy, but also the energetics and the mindset of scaling your business. So definitely head on over there. And I love continuing these conversations on. So come and connect with me. I am on Instagram at the Lifestyle Edit. So definitely come and say hi. And of course, you can check out some of our programs and all of that great stuff over on thelifestyleedit.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been so much fun and this was such an immense amount of value. So I'm just so grateful to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. She's on a mission to support heart-centered coaches and consultants to break out of the feast to famine cycle and, oh my God, I'm just going to do this over. (laughs) 